0: Dr. Hyson Dr. Meckham Dr. Ngoka Stanley. I'm a consultant physician, nephrologist, and a member of the Infection Prevention Committee in Federal Medical Center, O'Warrior. Dr. Hyson I'm a family physician with the Federal University of Technology, over Dr. Meckham Woolisa, I'm a consultant pediatrician. Ah, you know, this period will be really tough for parents having to stay at home with kids. The coronavirus, also known as COVID 19, is real, even though it is not a death sentence. So believe it. Even though the lockdown has been relaxed a bit, we need to remain vigilant and remain safe. Please let us take responsibility now. Do it for yourself and the rest of us. Put on your face mask when you're going out. Observe social distance as much as you can. Observe appropriate sneezing or cough etiquette which involves sneezing or coughing into your bent elbow and a tissue paper, which should be discarded immediately after use. Can need a note to the other one. And children will be children. They might not always want to do what you want them to do, and that can create stress. But then you need to be careful, because children are adventurous, because they are active. This is a period of home accidents, born from fires, falling down, walking through glass doors, even attempting to take your drugs. You just have to be careful. Use alcohol-based hand sanitizers often, and remember to stay at home, if you don't need to go out. Remember the coronavirus doesn't move. It moves when you move. God bless.
1: Friday, the twenty second day of the month of May, twenty twenty. It's been an interesting week so far on Darling Clinic, and I got off a very a conversation with a friend this morning and. I was shocked towards the end of the conversation when I told this friend, you know what, you need to uh, remember to stay safe. You need to, you know, protect yourself. I hope you are taking responsibility. And then she goes, oh, mean, forget that thing. There's no coronavirus in Nigeria. And I was stunned. It is usually the people who are close to you who do not even have this sort of believe, believe. And you think that. You know, so far you've been trying to um, let people understand what they need to know, what they need to do to take responsibility. And I was shocked when I even went on Twitter this morning to realize that I wasn't the only one that happened to. Uh, there was a certain tweet that was put out by Valentine uh, Niwen, and Valentine tweeted that he, he is overwhelmingly surprised that most Nigerians didn't believe in the existence of COVID-19 Nigeria. I was at the bank this morning and overheard some grown men conversing that COVID-19 is a conspiracy theory of the political class just to amass wealth. And uh, he went on to say that this is because of the distrust for political elites and uh, sensitizing people is something that we should keep on doing. And I agree that is very important. So it doesn't just depend on, uh, you know, people... Government officials, it doesn't just depend on journalists, it also depends on you. If you have the right information, please do share it with people around you. Certified Camille is my name, and on today's edition of Darling Clinic, we will be getting updates from around the world. With over 5 million cases of coronavirus in the world and about 2 million recoveries, it's important to know what's happening around the world. So we're going to we'll go to Morocco, we'll get updates from Liberia, we'll get an update from Brazil, we'll get another one from Scotland and Uganda Let's see what's happening. Have they eased their lockdown? Are they testing? It would interest you to know how some countries are testing on the show this morning keep your dial locked on 107.3 Darling FM remember you can be a part of this conversation find us via our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Darling FM 1073 you can also share if there's an update from your community if there's a concern in your community please feel free to share with us on Darling Clinic this morning
2: (laughs)
3: Dr. E.D. D.K. Victor Kichuku. J.N. Obunga. Okoro, I am a public health specialist. Dr. E.D., consultant gynecologist. D.K. Victor Kichuku, I am a doctor, I am a health worker. J.N. Obunga, a psychiatrist. As you are all aware, we are in a pandemic caused by the coronavirus.
4: Remember to protect yourself and protect your neighbor. Wash your hands with running water and soap. This is
3: a new virus with not much known about its behavior. So as it moves around the world, it evolves, acquiring new characteristics, changing to various different strains, and in some cases, growing stronger.
5: This COVID-19 pandemic is affecting us all one way or the other. So take care of your mental
3: health by thinking positively. We, the healthcare workers, are there to assist as much as we can.
5: Staying connected virtually to others, exercise daily, Maintain good diet and have at least six to eight hours of sleep
3: every night.
4: Remember, if you're coughing or breathing fast, report to the Disease Surveillance and Notification Officer at your local government headquarters
3: however it will be difficult if the cases are too many at once help us to help you
4: we are working hard to
3: ensure
0: that we defeat this coronavirus we enjoy you to stay safe we enjoy you to stay at home together we shall overcome this pandemic
1: Yes, I am taking responsibility and sewing my own mask to protect you and I. I urge you to also take responsibility, improvise and produce your own
2: mask. Point three, Darling FM, The People's Radio.
5: Going out of the house these days, who at all. All the work where I get to do, I tried one from inside house. But a few times, like once or twice a week to come out, to go to the neighborhood store to buy food and other essentials. Before I go out, I will wash my hands with soap and water. And when I'm out, I avoid crowded places and try to be at least two meters away from people, especially people where they cough. And me too. If I'm sick, I stay at home. But when I'm out and I feel like I want to cough or sneeze, I do that into my flexed elbow. Or I cough or sneeze into a tissue that I will dispose of in the bin. If I see person where I know on my clothes party, I heal them from far. Hey,
6: how far now?
5: You see, my people, it will take heroes to stop the spread of COVID-19. As a hero, this is what I do.
6: Grab this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Be a superhero. Save your friends and family, community and country from coronavirus disease known as COVID-19. You are the superhero that Nigeria is waiting for. Will you answer the call? 107.3 Darling FM. The people's radio. Then my son, I'm dying and soon I'll be gone. But before my final farewell, hear me and hear me well. Do whatever you want to do the plan or roll the dice, but one thing is strictly taboo. Please follow my advice. Never Google your symptoms. That is my only prescription. You get a hundred diagnoses, a medieval prognosis. Every sign is a serious condition. Cuff and diagnosis You have got tuberculosis And if you google fever and red You've got Ebola and soon will be dead And if you google I have a runny nose It's if your brain is leaking juice And if you google itch and prognosis Anaphylactic shock or psychosis Never google your symptoms them, it brings any wisdom You want to discover But you might uncover That you have an extra chromosome. from So this is what I heard my father say And then he closed his eyes and passed away The autopsy report was very clear Death from hypochondric fear Which is custom when you Google your symptoms Never Google your symptoms The
2: hit list is
6: never awesome Pain in your left arm, heart attack alarm Do you feel a little weak? Yes, you've got ALS If you have a slight anemia, you've got leukemia Are you a little crazy? you got ADHD So never ever Google your symptoms
1: has become very important for you never ever to google your symptoms you could ask a doctor now and it's even easier when um, teleconsultation has been made normal you could just you know call your doctor on the phone and explain how you are feeling but when you google your symptoms you just self-diagnose and you self-treat and you might just be treating the wrong thing welcome to darling clinic if you just tuned in we are getting updates from morocco brazil uganda liberia and Scotland. So we have uh, ninety nine thousand four hundred cases in Africa, thirty nine thousand recoveries, and three thousand seventy eight deaths in the continent. Uh, let's go to Uganda. Let's go to East Africa. Agaba Tabita. Here's the update that she sent from Uganda, and it's interesting to know that Uganda hasn't uh, recorded any deaths from the coronavirus. Uh, Uganda has tested 75,000, has conducted 75,742 deaths. They have uh, 65 recoveries and they have 264 cases of uh, COVID-19 with um, 80 cases that are active. So, um Tabisa says that by the time the lockdown was announced in Uganda, there was no case of uh, COVID-19 and the lockdown was very strict. It It did not permit uh, movement in cars that that are not authorized but um, uh, they are also trying to ease the lockdown in Uganda. Uh, She went on to say that the biggest challenges in Uganda are inadequate health services and lack of adequate PPE but so far the situation seems under control. In as much as Uganda there has no COVID-19 related deaths but people are dying because of the lockdown especially pregnant women, women and this is happening because movements are delayed because of the lockdown movements are delayed so movements of pregnant women in need of emergency services are delayed and they end up dying that's not really so good to hear but let's move on to Morocco. We're going to North Africa. Remember that uh, we brought you uh, some update from from Morocco the last time. uh, It's almost Eid, and uh, (laughs) we had to go back to Elizabeth Myers, who's a former editor in chief inside Arabia, and uh, she sent this update yesterday. Do take a listen.
7: A listen. Today is Thursday, May 21st, 2020, and it's day 62 of Morocco's coronavirus lockdown. It's also the 26th day of Ramadan. Uh, As of 10 a.m. today, there have been 7,185 cases of coronavirus in Morocco. 196 people have died. Uh, There have been 4,212 recoveries. But the testing has ramped up incredibly just over the last 10 days or so. 104,705 people have been tested negative, according to the official numbers. So that's the good news. Doing the math here indicates that the death rate is around 2.7% based on these reported numbers, which appears to be decreasing. Just 11 days ago, only about 64,800 people in total had been tested, and as of today, 111,890 people in total have been tested, almost doubling the count of testing. Morocco is now exporting PPE. There was a huge ramp-up in production of masks and visors, plastic visors here in Morocco, producing them domestically now, and they have started exporting to other countries. Yet despite um, the apparent um, success in containing the virus here in Morocco, even Dakhla and Layoun, which are two of the most remote southern regions of Morocco, now have some cases of of COVID-19 and they represent those those two areas about 0.09% of the total. So there are now no longer any regions of the country that are clear of the virus, which has changed just since about last week. Uh, infection clusters do keep emerging. Some of them uh, seem to be industrial related, some of them within families. But if the numbers are right, the officially reported numbers are correct, Morocco is one of the few success stories in the world with respect to COVID nineteen. Now, as of the day before yesterday, the coronavirus lockdown here was extended another three weeks from May twentieth to june the tenth. But everybody is thinking about the post pandemic world and especially with Aid al Fitr coming up, which will be either Sunday or Monday. Morocco's Economic Watch Committee, the Comité de Vigilance Économique, is strategizing how to reopen the economy. And tourism is one of the top sectors in Morocco's GDP. It represents anywhere from 9% to about 15%, depending on how you count it. Morocco's Ministry of Tourism right now is considering focusing on internal tourism. That means highlighting uh, the tourism that Moroccan tourists will be able to do within their own country as the borders are not expected to be opening very soon. International travel continues to be shut. There are no international flights except for just a few repatriation flights for citizens of other countries. Um, Morocco has Around almost 30,000 Moroccans stranded elsewhere in the world, and they are working now on bringing those Moroccans back to Morocco. Um, There was a lengthy report released recently with a five to six page um, press release that came out, released by the Alliance for Independent Economists, that gives uh, pages and pages of recommendations on how to boost tourism in Morocco. It's co-authored by Morocco's former president of the National Office of Tourism. So with AID coming up, AID al uh I wish everybody an AID Mubarak, and I hope that we all are going to be maintaining our social distancing both here in Morocco, even with our successful containment of the virus uh, but even more importantly, protect others. Continue to wear the masks, continue to wash your hands, and stay safe, everybody. This is Elizabeth Myers reporting from Marrakesh, Morocco.
1: Thank you so much, Elizabeth Myers, for that report from Morocco. So we will be moving on to Liberia. But it's interesting to note that, I mean, the last time we, we she sent us a report here, Um, things had not improved as much as they have improved now and uh, Morocco is even, you know, um, sending out PPEs to other countries. It's interesting. So let's go to Liberia and find out what is happening. I have Mark Mengomfia. He is um, a reporter with Women Voices newspaper, Liberia.
4: Currently in Liberia, we have 228 cases. Recovery is 128, deaths 23, and those deaths only one person died at the treatment center. But first, with the Lagrange government announced the lockdown and mandatory use of face masks, Lagrange complied with it. But as it is now, many are not complying with the mandate. At first, when the lockdown was announced, it was observed by by and held the 3 p.m. start stay home order. So, some of the challenges are that vanilla brands who live below one dollar per day are not happy with the lockdown. They, are, they see the lockdown as a means to strangulate ordinary citizens. But the Liberian government has announced the distribution of rice of food items to some 3.5 million Liberians. This is on production by the committee set up by the president to I uh, distribute food in Liberia. So uh, the first, the first lockdowns. We had the first, the second, and the third 14 days. So we are expecting that today, Friday, uh, President George Weir will announce or he will tell Liberians as to whether the lockdown continues for additional 14 days or he will tell Liberians that they should go about their normal activities. But when it comes to the issue of testing, they are doing voluntary testing at the Samuel Kanya Do Sports Complex, a sports stadium in Liberia. Uh, that was constructed during the regime of slain President Samuel Kanyando. So, any update you can get back to me
1: another lesson to learn from Liberia. So apparently uh, there's a, a, a place where you can go voluntarily to, to get tested. If you uh, feel the need to get tested for uh, the, the novel coronavirus, you just walk into that stadium and then you get tested. So people are not being forced to get tested. From that update we got from Mark uh, from Liberia, reporter with Women Voices newspaper. If you're just in, this is uh, Darling Clinic on point Sri Darling FM so um, I'm, as I'm just saying this I'm seeing a news from uh, BBC just corroborating uh, what we uh, mentioned about um, Liberia Liberians um, are being asked to volunteer for testing so it's voluntary testing all you need to do is just you know, go there and say oh I want to be tested and you get tested. So uh, people are finding different ways to contain uh, the spread of the uh, of the coronavirus to make sure that their people are safe and that it's also safe for them to reopen their cities and people can go about their daily businesses. But let's go to Brazil. It's an interesting twist when you move to Brazil where you find Brazil overtaking Italy and Spain as new cases in Brazil begin to... It hits, um, yesterday, Brazil hit the record for uh, high uh, cases of the new, of the novel coronavirus. So let's speak with um, Karina Sagi from Brazil who's going to give us an update. Why is this happening? Why uh, is it spiraling almost out of control in Brazil? Take a listen.
8: Brazil is now considered the new epicenter of coronavirus. The most updated report registers more than 296,000 cases. So far, the total of that is coming close to 20,000. In a world ranking, Brazil now is on third position, only behind USA and Russia. In a huge country, where we are more than 211 millions of people living, unfortunately, it has been really hard to fight against this disease. Uh, The main problem is the President Jair Bolsonaro, who is not acting uh, as a leader, and is also not worried about the number of deaths. A few days ago, when asked about the situation by journalists, his only reply was, so what? Showing to the world with no shame that he is not concerned. Since the pandemic crisis has started, the health ministry has changed two times its command by, according to both ex-ministers, the interferences of Bolsonaro. The situation now is very delicate, but still many people keep following him and not obeying the isolation rules. The state's governors are going in the opposite direction than the president, which is helpful to save lives. Basically, they are ignoring Bolsonaro. Every state has established its own standards, for example, making obligatory the use of face masks when going outside or applying fines to those that don't follow the rules. And it is, it is very sad to say, but the feeling is that Brazil is a note car with no brakes going the direction of an abysm and conducted by its own president. We already had some impeachment requests to take him uh, off from the power once he is accused, for example, to change chiefs in a police investigation to protect his son that is also a politician and is being accused of corruption. So in one sentence, I would say that coronavirus is just one more bad thing we need to face in Brazil. There is no day of peace, and unfortunately, we are losing more and more people every day. I am Karine a Brazilian journalist, sending you all my love and wishes for everyone to keep safe. Thank you so
1: much, Karina Sargib uh, from Brazil. Uh, we do hope that Brazil gets uh, through this. It's sad to uh, you know, have the president of your country saying, so what? That's not a good thing. That shows that you do not even care about the health of the people. So I will take your calls if you have updates from your communities. Uh, if you're concerned about uh, you know, certain people moving into your communities, people you haven't seen before de- during this lockdown, please do call 815 815 50 Or find us via our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at DarlingFM1073 If you have anyone who is still living in disbelief and telling you, oh, this does not exist and the rest of that All you need to tell them, but you, there's no need getting into an argument It's almost tiring to do a back and forth would it cost you anything to wash your hands with soap under running water would you lose anything by washing your hands with soap under running water ask that question then ask the second question if you practice social distance physical distancing when you're talking to someone are you losing anything from that when you need to cough and you bend your elbow and you cough into your elbow are you losing anything just drop those questions and remember that when you do not take when you do not take responsibility you might just be putting not just not not just yourself at risk but also other people people who are close to you your family members those who are vulnerable you might also be putting them at risk this is darling clinic on 107.3 darling fm we are still going to take another update from scotland Let's to enjoy the song from the weekend titled Blinding Lights. i I urge you to also take responsibility improvise and produce your own mask wear a mask protect me and i protect you wear a mask so that you can protect me and i protect you a message from 107.3 darling fm Yes, Darling Clinic is live on 107.3 Darling FM certified. Camille is my name. And we've been taking updates from around the world, Morocco, Brazil. We've taken updates from Liberia and Uganda. I also need you to give me an update. If there's any in your community, no matter where it is, we'd like to keep tabs. Currently in Imo State, uh, uh, we do not have um, an active case of uh, uh, COVID-19. We had, In total, we've had uh, seven uh, cases of coronavirus, but uh, no active case at the moment. So we're going to Scotland now, where we have Tristan Stewart uh, sending us a report from Scotland. Let's find out what the update is.
9: My name is Tristan Stewart Robertson and I'm a Canadian reporter who's been living and working in Glasgow, Scotland for the past 18 years or so. Um, So Scotland went into lockdown on March 23rd officially. Um, and it was announced today by First Minister Nicola Sturgeon that we would start to ease the restrictions on May 28th, so next week. It'll be done in stages, as many other countries have, have done, and that will, it could stretch on for weeks or months. It really depends on, on how it goes, we don't know yet. Um, today, for example, we, we have daily press conferences for the latest statistics, and today the total deaths in Scotland are 2,134. That's just hospital deaths. We also, every Wednesday, get updates from, based on death certificates that list COVID-19 as a contributing factor to the cause of death. And that number is completely different. That's 3,546. And that indicates some of the the challenges with understanding the pandemic and for, as reporters and, and processing it for the public because we put out these daily statistics, we put out weekly statistics, we might put out statistics for a care home when we discover how many deaths there have been there. Um, Scotland has been, like many places, really affected by care home fatalities. Care homes locked down. They closed themselves off to visitors before the, na- the national lockdown, a week, maybe even two weeks beforehand. But the virus was, ro- was already there or was able to get into care homes. And most local jurisdictions have seen at least 50% of their deaths have been in care homes. Um, there's one that I've been reporting on that where none of the people who died, so 11 elderly residents died and not one of them was tested either before or after so their families will never know whether or not they actually had covid-19 they will always be down as suspected cases um so that's that's one of the challenges for both us as reporters as i said but also the public to to process all this stuff um so it, it's been you know our our lockdown will ease later than England. England started easing theirs last week. They are moving towards uh, getting youngsters back in schools as early as June. Scotland has said today that schools won't return until August 11th, but even then it will be part time. So it'll be a mix of in class and home learning. And I don't think anybody knows how that's going to work or what effect that will have on transmission rates. One of the things that I noticed from looking at the four phases, so phase one is opening places like gardening centers, recycling centers, some outdoor activities like golf and tennis. You'll be allowed to sunbathe in parks uh, and Scotland had one of the sunniest or had the sunniest April on record and anyone who is familiar with Scotland knows how rare sunshine can be Um, I've always joked that the lockdown will end the day that the rain starts Um, just knowing our luck but what I noticed looking at the phases is that even as you get to phase four yes you can see more people you can interact with them but it's still emphasizing maintaining social distancing so you could see your friends you could see more of your friends but you would still have to keep a distance from them and that's going to be hard for a lot of people after two, three months of not seeing each other, of not being able to give a hug to each other. Um, it's, it's definitely something that we don't know if people are going to adhere to it. I am convinced that my neighbor upstairs has had people over at least twice a week. I don't think she's been particularly interested in maintaining social distancing. So I there are plenty of people who don't do it and there's plenty of people who have I have certainly kept it myself but I've gone into shops uh, without I was hesitant at first but I I am less so now um, because I'm more at risk from passing people on the street so I don't know that the lockdown has worked for many sections of the public and we don't know how the easing of it will look at the end we can only hope for the best
1: we also hope for the best here in nigeria thank you tristan Stewart robertson for that update from scotland so scotland is planning to reopen their schools on august 11th and uh here in nigeria there were rumors making rounds that uh you know the federal government was going to reopen schools In two weeks, but the minister, the minister of state for education, Chukwe Meka made the clarification yesterday that you know what, it's not what we are going to reopen schools, but we do not know when that is going to happen, and uh, we are going to make sure that there are measures to protect children before schools are reopened. So, um, do not believe that schools will be reopened in two weeks, um, just like the rumors that we are making rounds. So, um, we have hit uh, seven thousand. Um, so over th- over seven thousand cases here in Nigeria. We currently have seven thousand sixteen cases of COVID nineteen. These are not just numbers. Like these are not just numbers. These are uh, humans who got infected with uh, the coronavirus. And the uh, one thousand nine hundred and seven uh, discharged cases. These are human beings who also recovered from the coronavirus. And then uh, we have two hundred and eleven deaths. These are two hundred and eleven fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters uh, that we have also lost uh, to coronavirus. Yesterday, we... There were 339 uh, cases uh, were added, and that was how we got 7,016 7, cases of uh, COVID-19 in Nigeria. So if you want to uh, share a comment, share your thoughts, or, what, or a suggestion here on the show, I have just uh, a few minutes to take a phone call or read a comment, so you can call in quickly on 815 050 10 815 050 10 73 but do remember it's your responsibility to stay safe it's your responsibility to wash your hands properly, you are not losing anything by doing that, it's also your responsibility to put on a face mask when you need to go out, when you know that you're meeting other people, please do put on a face mask and once you leave the place you can, you know, take it off so you can breathe in fresh air Hello uh, okay. Hi, good morning, welcome to Darling Clinic What's your name?
2: I hate
1: to say you I'm calling from Oji. Oh, Favour from OG. Grace. 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 Grace from OG. Alright, go ahead. Is there, is there any update from OG? Well, there's no update yet, but I
2: just wanted to comment on the stereotype um, issue. Which one? The stereotype. Issue. By the COVID-19. Covered patients. Okay. It's not really wise for us to be to to covered patients with COVID-19 because they are like humans too and if they are recovered, hey, yes, they are recovered. So we should not try to sideline them. Okay, we should be still involved and we should be happy for them. If we are friends, we are recovered from COVID-19. Also, we treat them and also be happy for them. We should not just sideline them and keep on the
1: That is a beautiful message that you passed there, Grace. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yes, that's very important. People who have recovered, you should not stigmatize them. You should not sideline them. I mean, it's just it's it's like you know, having uh, malaria and recovering from malaria. You know, you do not need to you need you do not need to stigmatize the person right very very important and it's also um vital for me to say at this point that uh, covid19 is not a death sentence when you test positive it doesn't mean that you're going you're going to die you would go the doctors will take care of you that's why they are there the doctors will take care of you and you would recover and you go about your normal your normal activities and your body will in some way develop antibodies so you can fight off coronavirus We do not know how long it can do that, but it can fight off uh, coronavirus. So it's important that we know that. And another important reason why you're being asked to take responsibility is because of our health system. Think about it this way. Uh, If a lot of people get infected with uh, COVID-19 and we have 300 bed spaces and have... Hundred doctors or hundred health workers, hundred maybe fifty doctors or fifty nur- and fifty nurses and other health workers taking care of these patients, and we have five hundred or six hundred people who are infected. It's going to overwhelm them. It's going to overwhelm the system. There might not be bed spaces anymore. That is one of the reasons. It's a, many people don't look at it that way. It's it's a reason for you to do what you need to do to stay safe. In as, much as you go about your daily business it, it, business, it looks like everything is normal. You need to protect yourself and also protect me. Thank you so much for being a part of Darling Clinic this morning. I really want to appreciate uh, the reporters. Most of them I met from International Center for uh, Journalists. Um, um, thank you, Elizabeth Myers from Morocco, for sending in that request. Uh, some of them I also met... Um, From a group of journalists reporting the pandemic. Thank you so much, Tristan Stewart from Scotland. Thank you, Karim Saguib from Brazil. Thank you, Mark Mengofia from Liberia. Thank you also, uh, Tabisa Agada, for sending in your update from Uganda. Certified, Camille is my name. Go and wash your hand. At 12 o'clock, our Fijian English news, Niger today, will be up. (laughs) I'm done, 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 done,
2: done, 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 done.